0: 2020 was as tricky for you as it was for the rest of the planet, you could probably use a few extra bucks in 2021. Unless you're gonna go hit up the local fast food joint for a part-time job, maybe a side hustle is something that you wanna think about, like your own business. So how do you choose that side hustle? Get familiar with your skills. I have a brand new Side Hustle Skills Assessment Workbook just for you so you can pinpoint the specific talents you possess that make you unique from everyone else. This assessment workbook will also help you develop ideas for side hustle gigs you didn't even know existed so you can pursue a small business that aligns with your strength and will come naturally to you. Go to chrismcpeak.com and grab your Side Hustle Skills Assessment Workbook today. Now it's time for this week's episode. You're listening to the Elevate Your Eight Podcast.
1: The easily digestible lifestyle show that empowers you to live your happiest, most productive life so you can achieve time freedom. Productivity
0: is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Honor your work-life balance by working only eight hours a day. Honor your health and wellness by sleeping eight hours every night. Once you figure that out, the rest is gravy. Or Jolly Ranchers if ever you prefer you're ready for a healthy helping of life-changing wisdom with a sight of quirkiness, you're in the right place. Here's your host, dairy-free, karaoke crazy, future 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Okay. Hey, peeps. Welcome back to the Elevate Your 8 podcast. I have the absolute honor of talking to an incredibly dynamic and fun woman. This is Penny Zenker from the Take Back Time podcast. And i just interviewed for her show last week and I learned a lot all by myself. So this is going to be a great show. Penny, thank you for making time for us today. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris, for having me. Well, I'm super excited to sort of dig into how you came to produce this amazing show that you do now called Tape Back Time. So let's just kind of go back to the beginning. What's your origin story? Like, What did you study in school? What made you want to start a podcast
1: and what happened everywhere in between? Oh, well, I think we'd need much more than whatever this podcast is. Yeah, I, okay, I get it. <laughs> um, but I, I think an important thing, an important basis of I mentioned in my show, and I think it's in my introduction that I talk about that we all have relationships in our lives. Yes. Right. We know about relationships, but there are certain relationships that we don't really give any attention to that actually are the most important relationships in our lives like time like money right and so those relationships and how we interact with them really do make a difference and now I'll go to my origin story because it relates to I think where my relationship with time uh, the most significant start to understanding that relationship okay and that's um, when I was 19 my father was um, killed in an accident when my parents were away uh, on vacation and they were overseas. Oh, wow. So, you know, I think when you have someone, you know, a sudden death of someone that's close to you, I think it was the first time where time slows down and yet speed, you know, and, and is swirling around you and it makes you, think about your life and what you want to do with the time that you have and that you don't know what that time is. Right. So it's kind of like that relationship with time becomes one of, and I'm actually, I've never said this before, so it's new whatever's coming out of my mouth. Okay. <laughs> Cause I realized I was thinking that there's a certain level of uncertainty that comes with, or at least for me in that relationship. Sure. And, um, and so I think it was also the origin of where I found my, my newest title, which is focusologist. I call wow, myself, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I call myself a focusologist and um, you know, I, I think that it, it comes down to that, that early experience mm-hmm. because sometime after um the original shock and the, the period of, of numbness that I had, I, I came to some realization that, that this time that I had, that this, where I was going to focus, which highway I was going to take, mm-hmm. was I going to choose one of being a victim, right? That then my father was killed and it, you know, like, sure. um, and and constantly make that my story, or was I going to use time to my advantage and say, I have something important to do and I'm going to focus on what's important and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to live my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to be, be sad. So I I think that it was the first realization that, that we do have a choice and how we show up and that that focus where we choose to focus and which highway we take is, is really then going to determine our outcomes. And, um, was one other important thing with that that I, I think I found in that time that focus is a lot more than just attention. It's not just where you put your time, but it's it's really being purposeful. Mm-hmm. So it one without the other doesn't really make make it focused, right? Then it's just attention. But if you're if you give your attention and your intention and align that with a desired outcome. Those are the three parts that really create, create focus. And I think that's been my, my relationship with time that I've created is what am I focusing on? Whether it's my thoughts, whether it's my actions, right? Cause one leads to the other. Yeah. And that's really then what focusology is about is our ability to control and direct it.
0: I have so many follow-up things I want to ask, <laughs> and I don't know where to start. So I, this concept of focus, focused attention and time. So I'm trying to think of how I want to ask you this question. So when someone comes to you, do they come to you? Cause you coach, you were telling about, tell me about your coaching journey before I pressed record. I kind of wish i had kept that or <laughs> I had recorded earlier. Um, but my point, um, if someone's coming to see you because they want your coaching, are they coming to see you because they can't focus or are they coming to see you because they're having a time management issue or
1: is it a little bit of both and they just don't know it yet? It's a good question. And it's all of those they're coming because (laughs) they think they need something else. So I'm, I'm a business coach. And so I help people to double their businesses and, you know, uh, but the main issue that I found when I was working with Tony Robbins and I worked with his uh, clients all over the world, the common thing that we came to the problem whether they needed more leads, whether they needed operational efficiency, whatever it was they needed in their business, the real bottleneck was where they spent their time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So absolutely, so the reason that most companies fail, they say the number one reason is cash flow. Well, really, the number one reason is focus. If you were focused on cash flow, then you'd have some you'd cash. Have cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right. That. So, yeah. so I think it, it. They are coming because they they have an issue and a problem that they want solved. And whether they know or don't know, it's it's about that time management issue. And all time management issue is priority management.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, then,
1: and priorities are where you focus.
0: Exactly. And, and so we are simpatico in that, um, in that philosophy, because that's kind of where the whole elevate your eight with the remaining eight is about the mathematics and the prioritization. So when you know what the things are that are most important to you, you prioritize them and make sure that those things are getting, are getting done first. So when people are coming to you, um, are they just saying like, I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. I don't, yeah, it's, I'm working too hard in the office and I'm not getting anything done. Like, like what's the, what, what's the biggest problem that you think people are coming to you for a re- a repeating, like a chronic thing.
1: Um, well, um, they don't typically come because they have a time management problem. Okay. Right. And so sometimes I, I struggle with that. Like if I use the messaging that it's about time management, then, um, then, then I lose them because like, oh, I don't have a time management problem or I don't have time for that, right? I really need right. to get leads, show me how to get leads and then I'll have enough time, right? So it's one of those, uh, when this happens, then I'll have that. Yeah. But the truth is, is it's the opposite of what people think that mm-hmm. if they don't deal with the time management issue or the priority management issue, then they're compromising the very thing it is that they want. So, but they don't know that. And usually the way that I help them to see that is through understanding that presenting problem isn't always the problem. right? So we've yeah. got to dig deeper and I help them to dig deeper. And typically, you know, they'll see that 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 they're focused on if we look at the Pareto principle, they'll look at the eighty percent versus mm-hmm. the twenty percent that gets you eighty percent of the results. they'll be they'll be focused in doing all those other things and never getting, to the 20% that makes the 80% of difference.
0: I, I always, that can, that principle confuses me because I always think it's backwards than what it really is. So it, it 20% of your effort creates 80% of your results. Yes. Okay. So is that meaning that you're putting your energy and emphasis into the things that are like you were saying, actually going to get you the, the desired outcome?
1: Right. So if you focus on the little things, which is the 80%, right the tactics if you want to call it right and tactics are important you have to do some of them but if you if you focus on that 80% you're only getting 20 the wrong 80% right you're right. going to get 20% of the results yeah. so you're going to wonder why you're working your ass off and you're telling yourself just work harder oh you just need to put in more hours uh, it doesn't work because you're focused on wow. the wrong things and that's why you have to work your butt off and and then you're uh, burn out, and you've burned everyone else out, is because you're all running around, focused, and spending all your time and energy on the wrong things.
0: So, what's your opinion on meetings? Like, where do you stand on meetings? Because I, I have my own philosophy, but I'm dying to know how you feel about
1: them. <laughs> well, meetings are important. Uh, meetings help us to uh, connect, right? Mm-hmm. So, from that perspective, they're they're not going to go away. We need to be able to connect and you connect at a different level than you do if you're sending an email or you're sending, uh, you know, something, something else. But I think we try to stuff everything in. And so our meetings are too long. Yeah. Our meetings are not focused. So for instance, if you're going to have a a meeting, uh, an update meeting, right? Scrum has it perfect. They meet for 15 minutes and everybody gives an update and you focus only on, what was done and what's in the way. Yeah. That's it. Right. None of that other stuff, because that can be dealt with offside and we don't need the story of the blah, 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 blah. Right. When meetings become work sessions, that's when I,
0: that's when I lose my mind. Cause it, I, I didn't come here to listen to you talk about how you need help doing your work.
1: Right. And if it's meant to be a work session, like a brainstorming session, sure then you label it as such, and then you have the right people in the room that can solve that problem, right? If it's a problem solving session or brainstorming session, but they're completely separate like mindsets. So separate them. So you might end up having a few more meetings, but not increasing the amount of time for meetings. I also think that Parkinson's law tells us that we'll use whatever time is allotted yeah. So let's condense the meetings, make them shorter and make us be more focused in the meetings so that we just talk about the things that are important.
0: Yeah. I love Parkinson's law and I'm starting to see that happening more and more now that I, um, you know, have these two outside endeavors from my day job that if I tell myself like the deadline is Friday, but if I know I- I'm just going to do it Friday morning, if it's due Friday afternoon, because I know right. it's only going to take me 20 minutes to do it, but I'm going to do it with a more um fo- focused focus i'm going to be more yeah. focused on getting it done because it has to be done then but if i right. say oh i'm going to start doing it on monday i lose interest because on that particular day it's not important so right I, that's
1: the procrastination strategy
0: that's what that's the pro- yeah that i'm going to start monday and i know that
1: you'll start it's due friday and you will start friday I'll morning start because that's when it's due
0: right Oh, right. Okay. I see what you're saying. So that's that's a procrastination
1: (laughs) strategy, which is a lot of people who procrastinate, they think it's a strategy that, oh, I'm much better under pressure, right? So they wait until the last minute and they they get pressured, but there's something to that. Yeah. Look at, look at how much people get done before vacation. I think you and I were talking about that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, It's because of the, the pressure that it has to be done.
0: Yeah. I used to really stress out about that, and then I think when I switched from working in college housing to working in college advancement, there it was there was less pressure on any of that because a I you know nobody was going to die or lose their job if something didn't get done, um, right. and, and it, you know I'm not one of those people that if I got a text message from my boss and she said I really 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 need your help doing this. Um, I would help her because she really, really needed me in that moment. But I can't, right. I can't imagine that I would say, even if, you know, I'm on a, a boat in Italy and my reception is really sketchy, but if she texted me and said, I could really use your help on this it'll take 15 minutes, then of course I would do it because I, I want to be helpful. But I know people that will say like, if you, if you email me or text me on my vacation, I, you know, I'm never going to talk to you again <laughs> or something. Well, like.
1: But it's fair enough, right? We each sure. have to decide where our boundaries are. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think that's an issue today for a lot of people is, that, there, is right. that we don't set boundaries and then and then we get frustrated or annoyed. And I, yeah. I think that's the key is that you'll do it and you'll do it happily. So you don't have an expectation that you shouldn't be contacted. Right. right? If you have an expectation that you shouldn't be and then you are, then whenever there's a mismatch of expectations, there's going to be uh, disappointment, frustration, right?
0: Yeah. I love And I love that you say it that way, because I do, I think that there's a lack of understanding of expectations and not enough clarity of that between, um, management and employee. And so it's really easy for employee to get bogged down under that. Um, well, I don't, he didn't really say what it was that he wanted, but so I'm just going to guess, and then you do it wrong or you take forever to do it when there hasn't, that, that hasn't been communicated appropriately.
1: Well, cause people are afraid to ask questions. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. I think I was like that when I was younger and I guess it's maybe with age that you're like, yeah, just clarify that. Like, just ask a question. Hey, I don't understand what you're trying to uh, achieve here. Right. Uh, it's okay to ask questions, but people, I think they feel like, oh, if I ask a question, then they'll think that I'm not smart or that, uh, I'm, I'm not, not
0: qualified
1: or yeah, I'm not qualified or whatever they think the assumptions will be. Right. Uh, and ma- like I said, I guess it's with age where I'm just like, nah, I don't understand. Can you explain that to me differently? Can you, yeah. I'll ask a thousand questions if I need to.
0: Yeah. Well, the big one for me is that I can't, I can't read your mind and I don't expect you to read my mind. So if you don't actually put out there what it is that you want to know or that you want to understand, uh, I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to know unless you tell me. So right. you may as well just tell me and then we'll go from there.
1: And it'll be a lot faster. Yeah. Right. Cause that's where procrastination comes in too, is people don't have clarity. So then they think, well, maybe I'll just wait on it and like clarity's gonna come to you, like, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, the clouds not. separate
0: and right. It's a it's a big <laughs> golden uh yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk about your show for a second. So, so how did you, how did you start the Take Back Time podcast? What kinds of stuff do you guys dig into? Um, and I, I, again, I love the opening when you talk about this whole concept of that we have a relationship with time. Um, so yeah, so let's dig into that for a second.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I started, actually, I, I started a, a radio show. So it wasn't at that time, it wasn't called a podcast. It was called a radio right. show. And I was on uh uh, what was that platform? Um, Something America. Um, and, uh, and it was called, uh, take charge of your productivity. Okay. Called. And, um, and, but it was the same kind of concept. And then I switched it over to the group that I'm working with now. And I called it take back time. And I think it's, it's even more, you know, the idea that we all want a sense of freedom, right? We want to, we want to work smarter, but we, uh, but we don't, we don't always allow ourselves to work smarter. Yeah. And so it's really just about different topics in different areas uh, for, you know, it might be around sales, or it might be around motivation, or it might be around uh, specific time management strategies. Because, you know, again, if we, if we come back and we look at it more from the focus perspective, like this is sure. a new a new thing for me to recognize that it's, it's really about the focus. Maybe I would change my title of my, uh, of my show to, to be something more around that, but it's, it's really about working smarter and creating that, that freedom and, and for ourselves. And so that's, that's what this show is, is geared towards is helping people with some tools and tips to, to be able to work smarter and and be able to implement it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I don't know, your mode of communication is just so direct. And I feel like your show kind of like gets right to my gut and like, okay, I'm gonna go make that happen right now. Um, yeah, so I, I enjoy your show a lot. So, thank Penny, thank you so much for making making time to be here today. Um, I really appreciate it. And where can people find you if they wanna hear your show, work with you,
1: check you out on social, any of that stuff? Yeah, well they thank you. Uh they can go my website uh for the the podcast is called tugofwarwithtime.com. okay and then if you did slash uh take dash back dash time otherwise you can click on the thing that says podcast uh, and you'll get there uh and my site for you know public speaker i do a lot of public speaking training coaching and they could go to uh, pennies keynote.com
0: awesome Well, once again, this is Penny Zanker from the Take Back Time podcast. I love the whole tug of war with time concept. That's going to stick with me for a while. Um, So thank you for being here. And thank you, amazing listeners, for downloading another fantastic episode of Elevate Your Eight. I will catch you